0: Well, if you've been listening to the show, you've known that we have been focusing recently on back to school here on Practicing Catholic. Now, I'll admit I've been curious recently to know what it's like these days finally to step into the halls of our seminary on that first day what types of classes are taken and even what one's social life is like when in priestly formation. Well, joining us today to pull back the curtain a bit is Father John Floater, director of the propaedeutic year and director of human formation. Father Floater, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Great to have you with us and thanks for joining us today. How's it been getting back into the swing of things this school year?
1: Well, it's been great uh but I have to say on this side of things now, you know, I've been through a lot of years of school myself, and now I'm on the other side helping both teach and then run programs. Uh, it's a lot more work on my end. <laughs> so it's been <laughs> about a month of steady preparation to get ready to receive the men. But it's awesome because they've they've come in, they're excited, and they're ready to go. And uh, so it, it makes all that preparation worth it.
0: Ah, uh, fantastic! Now you're the director of the Prophetic Year, and I know that that's a uh, yeah, that's that's that could be kind of a, a quizzical thing. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but this is something that Pope Francis called for. What last year was it?
1: Well, what it was is a combination thing. So back in uh, the the guiding document for for seminary formation is called Ratio Fundamentalis in, in, in Latin, and that came out now about oh five six years ago. And then that particular instantiation of it for the united states is called the program of priestly formation and that's approved by rome and that sixth edition came out and just was officially approved this last spring and so now it's mandated that that starting a year from now every every new man coming to the seminary has to do something like this
0: okay and
1: and so what what, it is yeah what
0: literally is it right
1: It it means it means like a preparatory year so uh before the basic education is is what literally what it means in greek And it's meant to be a year where guys can step out of the rush of life and before they get on to what can sometimes feel like a conveyor belt of academic work, and to give them space and time to be able to do the deep human and spiritual work that will Mm -hmm. prepare them and and lay a solid base on which they can build uh, in their coming studies, in their coming prayer, and and ultimately in their coming fruitful ministry as priests uh, in the future.
0: Man, that is, that is just so good to hear because I think oftentimes we can kind of get into this, uh, you know, we kind of lump the priesthood in with, uh, and many other professions as it were that, you know, you do the right amount of study and then you're ready to just go practice. But of course there's much more to it than just that, right?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so being a priest is not just learning a set of, of of truths about the faith, or reading the Catechism, or being able to teach theology, right. or even a skill set. Uh, uh, it's, it's really trying to have ourselves as a man, uh, as an individual, conformed and configured to the person of Jesus Christ. And as we know, uh, grace, of course, is at work always in the Church, and grace can even work in very difficult and less-than-ideal situations. But... St. Thomas Aquinas is famous for saying that grace perfects nature, that it takes who who we are as human beings and then transforms it in His power, and so we want to make sure we dispose ourselves to that work of growth and trans- transformation, and that's what this year is all about.
0: Right, wonderful. So what exactly are some of the activities that occur during the propedeutic Year?
1: Yeah, well, one of the biggest things that we're, we're really proud of, and I think that surprisingly the men are the most excited about is we do a media fast so that means for for you know starting this last weekend all the way up through uh the mid-may these men will not have access to screens or electronic devices computers internet any of that except for one day a week we'll let them call their mom and check some email but otherwise they they kind of do a detox from our modern technology so no no media no facebook no no youtube no movies no nothing except things that we choose to do deliberately together. So they have a media fast, so so that allows them a lot of freedom and space and time to kind of step back and take a look at themselves. And then I think in a big way, what people, young people use technology for a lot these days is just to numb themselves when they're feeling alone or sad or tired. Um, They they use technology to numb. And so these guys step back from that. And so they're forced (laughs) to deal with those things that come bubbling up in their heart. And then we we are there to accompany them to help them relate all of that in their walk with the Lord. So that's now,
0: one wait a thing. minute. Father. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, uh, does, is radio included in that? I mean, are they, are they deprived of practicing <laughs> Catholic? <laughs>
1: I think with special permission, we'll let, let them listen to your show.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Great. I uh, see we're all friends here. I love it. Okay. Sorry. You were going to say <laughs> one other thing, father,
1: I cut you off. Yeah, no, it's okay. So, so, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just really important for them to be able to step back. And I think the guys are mm-hmm. hungering for it because they realize just how scattered they feel and, and that they, they do notice that they kind of run to this and then they look at their watch or look at the w- clock and see where the time has gone and realize that mu- not much has happened. And so this has just been to learn to listen to the, to what's actually going on inside of them mm-hmm. and really let the, the Lord then be a part of that.
0: Yeah, reducing the noise, right? And and that's uh, yeah. that's so yeah. important.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so the rest of our program basically consists of not academic courses, but basically sessions during the week that allow them to to kind of go deeper into what we're the work that we're trying to do. So twice a week we have Jeff Caven's come in and he does discipleship and scripture with them, helping them come alive to the charism and then being practicing sharing it with others, which is amazing. Nice. The guys will meet with Father John Vanderplug, who's uh, our Director of Spiritual Formation. Mm-hmm. He teaches them about the life of prayer, the life of discernment, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, twice a week, we have Father Pietro Rosotti, who's a local priest here, and he uh, teaches them basically Catholic great books. So we look at, at some of the best of literature out there and, and reading it from a Catholic perspective to awaken the man, man's imagination, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, basically to recognize that... that you know, all of creation, all of, all of what's good in culture and society today ultimately is uh, a part of God's plan and directed towards God. And so to be able to, to think seriously about that and meditate deeply upon that. And then twice a week, we do human work. So Paul Ruff, who's our staff psychologist, works with the men. As just go through, you know, how, how they look at anxiety, how they look at depression, the, thing, the dynamics of their family, and do that deep kind of interior human work. So that goes on during the week and then as as I'm kind of the dad of the house and the the spiritual father of the house and so I I lead them in prayer every day we do a holy hour every day we have mass we have we have lectio divina where we regularly pray with the scriptures so it's a full and rich life but then with unscheduled time that allows the men to to get a healthy balance of exercise work prayer reading all this together and give them space uh to be able to do that deep work
0: wow well I got to say I'm I and I'm betting I'm not alone in this. I'm starting to get jealous of this of this year. <laughs> it sounds pretty amazing, quite frankly. It
1: is amazing. It is. But one of the things, is, yeah, go ahead. On top of that, we send the guys out uh, to do apostolic work, so they help out with local Latino uh, youth here in the diocese, mm. and so that gets them out of the house uh, and with folks maybe a little bit different than than what they are. So sure. Um, so they get to kind of come alive to be in a spiritual father themselves already. Wow.
0: Wow. We're speaking with Father John Floater, the director of the Propoditic Year and director of human formation uh, at the seminary for young men who are entering into this first year to help them prepare uh, and discern further the vocation of the priesthood, but help them to prepare for their seminary experience as well. Now, one of the things uh, I said I was jealous of the year, Father. But one of the things that'd be very important to me, of course, especially if I was a if I was a single man, it would be social life. So, what's what goes yeah. on between the guys to build relationship with one yeah. another? There.
1: Well, that's one of the one of the blessings. So we live in we lease a convent from a nearby parish here, and so it's it's a pretty small build, building we're in. The, the The men are living the the nuns' old cells, and so. Uh, they mm-hmm. can't really hang out in their room. There's not really space to do it. So we have a d- couple different common rooms, and so the guys will just naturally, because they they can't go on their phones, they can't just watch things on the internet, they actually have to look for things to do with their time. And so they'll be hanging out together frequently. And so, but we deliberately build all community activities and brotherhood throughout the midst of it. I don't let the guys use a dishwasher, so they have to have nice. to do uh, all the washing by hand. They have to do all the chores in the house together, and we have teams where they work together we do periodic work days so just last week we went out to the Proclazia Santa Sisters compound down in Bloomington and we did about 5 hours of, of 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 yard work for them cutting down trees and cutting up trees hauling brush things like that so uh working together to build that relationship with one another um and then uh with with no technology the guys play a lot of board games and so uh mm. we do a lot of things like that guys will go for rosary walks um and i know some guys just actually go out they've had experience working with the, with the poor. And so they, they'll just go out, walk in the streets and see who they encounter and and pray with the, the homeless and the poor that they meet along the way. So mm. all of that wow. stuff kind of combined, but it's it's really a life together and a life of brotherhood uh, there. And then I'm with them all the time, just about I eat three meals a day with them. And then our key, Hallmark kind of community event is Saturday nights. Uh, we uh, take turns cooking for the whole house. So I got 16 men in my house. And so we take turns cooking for everybody. And then we, we have dinner together and then we do a little sharing of graces, just reflecting on the week and sharing out loud and articulating out loud where God is at work in my own heart and where he's been present and blessing me this last week. And then we just ha- spend the rest of the night together. So last week I started off with the first one. So I cooked the men all steak, uh, made some big old ribeyes for them. Oh, and man. then we do a beautiful sharing of graces and then we had a little bonfire out back. So um, our, our community life is mostly with one another. And I think for the men, it's it's uh, just life giving having other men who are striving for the same thing, striving for the Lord, and ultimately striving for priesthood.
0: Sure. Do the guys uh, do the guys play sports at all? I mean, do they do they? uh, Absolutely.
1: So yeah. So like yeah. So there's this year I got a set of guys who are big basketball guys. So thankfully the parish where we're close to where we're living there, St. Mark's uh in Saint Paul, they let us use the gym uh when, when other folks aren't using it. So the yesterday we had about a you know, ten of the guys were out there playing basketball in, in the gym there. A lot of guys love running and biking together. Um and so things like that, uh the guys absolutely are out there doing.
0: Wow. Now this is as you mentioned it's it's ongoing discernment as well and uh, have you yes. seen some some fruit from that already that that's you know it's guys Absolutely. are okay guys are starting to get a sense of better of this yeah i think yeah. the lord is or perhaps the yeah. lord no i don't think the lord is calling me to this
1: Right well so one of the challenges that can happen for for folks is if you're if you're just taking classes all, all along the way it's hard to actually have the 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 freedom to to discern and then actually just the space and quiet and silence to hear the voice of the Lord and so with the media fast and just the 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 simple human life that we live in our house it's allowed for that quiet to hear the voice of the Lord and then we also have retreats along the way so the guys do about two three retreats uh, along the way uh, they have a spiritual director they have, have all these pre- all these folks accompanying them and so it, that allows the man to hear the voice of the Lord and and really discern. Am I here just uh, because I have a love for the priesthood or is, in fact, God calling me to be a priest? Uh. And so last year, I had 16 men in the house and three of them at the end of the year. uh, It was they discerned that this wasn't for them, that God wasn't calling them to be a priest and that they want to go and get married. And we blessed them and honored them. And it was a great discernment. And it was a joyful Mm -hmm. thing. And the rest of the men, I think, were were more solidified even in their own priestly call. So now they have a renewed energy this year.
0: Yeah, and i got to say, for the, for the guys who uh, decided that God was not calling to this, praise God, right? Praise God that Amen. they are following the will of God in their lives. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, fantastic. Father, uh, just a couple minutes left here, but uh, just wanted to get your take on if, if a young man happens to be, or maybe not, so, you know, I don't know, but if a young man is listening to the program and uh, thinking, wow, oh, this is sounding intriguing, how, or what, what should he do? How can he find out more?
1: Yeah, so he should reach out to uh, his vocation director. So for St. Paul, Minneapolis, the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, that's Father David Bloom. And so he's the, he's the first point of contact uh, as far as any kind of official process. So he's the one you have to go through, and the diocese end up, ends up having to sponsor you before you get referred to us or sent to us as a seminary. So it's not like you just sign up for a seminary. You go seek a diocese, uh, a place for which to study, to be a diocesan priest and then they send you to where they want you to be. And so it's a mutual discernment process along the way. And so that's what they should do. But if they're curious about the priestly life, I think they should reach out to a priest who they they look up they look to and say, "Boy, I want to be like that." Yeah. And and get to know them and and understand what priesthood is about um through those priests who have been kind of their heroes, I think. Is a great kind of first or great kind of step, but the first official step is to reach out to their vocation director. Got
0: it, wonderful. Well, Father Flutter, it's been a joy speaking with you. May we have a blessing from you before we go?
1: Absolutely. Well, Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the many blessings you give to us, and especially the great gifts of the priesthood. Pour forth your Holy Spirit upon your church. Renew the hearts of priests who are in service. Call forth and raise raise up new priests who are hungry for your will, who are hungry to serve you, and hungry to share your love with all those who they meet. And may the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge of God and His Son, Jesus Christ. And may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Father Floater, again, thank you so much for being on the show today and for all that you do. God bless you.
1: Thank you. Likewise.
0: If you are looking for more information on what's involved in vocational discernment and seminary formation, two websites to check out go to 10,000 Vocations, that's the number 10,000, then vocations.org for help in discerning a priestly or religious vocation. And then you can also check out SEMSSP, so it's S E M S S P dot org for all sorts of information on the seminaries of St. Paul, the Propodutic year, and how to get involved. Coming up, have you ever thought that abortion discussions are always fated to descending into shouting matches? Well, there is a way to defend life with clarity and charity. Stay with us to find out how. We'll be right back.